Hello everyone, my name is Wanacha Wana and welcome to the second episode of the Africa Unveiled podcast. In this episode, I'll be taking the most interesting findings from the Africa Tech Venture Capital Report by Partech Africa. I just love venture capital and I particularly love the venture capital activity on the continent because I believe it creates a very powerful positive feedback loop for the economy. Entrepreneurs start companies, venture capital firms invest in those companies, and then those companies become very visibly successful, encouraging other people to drop what they're doing and start companies themselves. As a lover of entrepreneurship and Africa, this is a great report to talk about and I am eager to get into it. Let's get started. So today I'll only be discussing two findings from this report, but I'll be digging deep into each of them so I give you guys a good rundown of my thoughts on venture capital investments in Africa. So the first finding that I found particularly interesting is that 41% of total funding went to fintech companies in Africa. Fintech includes computer programs and other technology used to support or enable banking and financial services. Venture capital is capital invested in a project in which there's a substantial element of risk, typically a new or expanding business. I touched a little bit on fintech in reference to mobile money, but I think this report and finding really highlights how powerful fintech is on the continent, because its success has not just changed the lives of people in Africa, but it has also attracted the attention of the global audience. PayPal, Visa, MasterCard, and Stripe have all recently made huge investments in fintech companies in Africa, so we see that this attention is very strong. So what exactly are these fintech companies doing that makes them so powerful and makes it so exciting on the continent? They're literally building out the most basic financial solutions that traditional banks should generally provide. There are so many issues and gaps with traditional banking, and these companies are truly plugging these holes and often creating totally new solutions. If you look at Kenya, Kenya has 66% of the population unbanked, but Kenya has gone from 27% financial inclusion in 2006 to 83% currently due to these efforts in the fintech sector. When we think about which company is leading in this fintech march, Paystack is definitely the poster child with Stripe's recent acquisition of 200 million plus dollars. This revolution, however, is far bigger than Paystack. A new report released in June by tech publication Disrupt Africa puts the number of African fintech startups currently operating on the continent at 491. That is a lot of companies and this is truly a widespread revolution. Besides all the things I mentioned above, let's put on our venture capital caps and think about why so much money is coming in. When thinking about an investment from a venture capital perspective, there are three things we should consider about the company that's going to be invested in. One, what problem or problem is this company solving? Two, how painful is this problem? Will people actually use it or pay for it? And three, how many people have this problem? And obviously in venture capital, there are many other considerations, but these are the three main things we can think about. On these three metrics, we can see why the money's pouring in. We truly take for granted how easy it is for a lot of us to save money, spend money, and make money, but without developed banking infrastructure, a lot of these things we take for granted are just not straightforward at all. Just think about what would you do without a bank, and if you think about that, you'll truly understand how painful this pain point is. 
Then after thinking about that, think about how quickly you would use a fintech solution if banks were just to disappear and you had to do something with your money and there was no viable or trustworthy banking solution in replacement. And then finally, looking at that third metric, I'm gonna restate the Kenyan statistic that I said above. 66% of the population are unbanked, but financial inclusion has gone from 27% in 2006 to 83% currently due to these fintech efforts. This is a clear answer, in my opinion, to our third consideration. And if I were in venture capital space, I would definitely be making very similar investment moves. The second and most exciting finding to me is that 13% of total funding went to female-founded startups and 17% of transactions went to female-founded startups. Now, these numbers might not seem that large, but it's extremely exciting to me because, as you may know or maybe you don't know, many African countries are still riddled with traditional gender norms and there's a huge gender equality problem in Sub-Saharan Africa. Thinking about this issue in the workplace is somewhat nuanced, however. In a McKinsey 2019 report titled The Power of Parity, Advancing Women's Equality in Africa, McKinsey gives us a lot of useful statistics to tackle this nuance. On the macro level, women account for 50% of the sub-Saharan population, but only account for 33% of the economy. When we look at women in the workplace, however, Sub-Saharan Africa is actually on par or better than the global average at about a 0.76 labor participation rate for women, which is above, which is above the global average, which is at 0.64. Africa also has the highest female representation at the board level of any region, in fact, at 25% against the global average of 17%. So, there's more female representation in the boards of African countries as opposed to other regions. While these findings might seem to dispel my initial claims of gender inequality, we need to qualify both of these findings. Firstly, the labor participation of a lot of these women is at or near the subsistence level, so this participation does not necessarily correlate with equal standards of living. Additionally, there is a significant drop of nearly 50% of the share of women in entry-level positions to those in top leadership roles. So what does this mean? It means the number of people in entry-level positions is almost half of those in leadership roles. And what you would want in an equal economy or equal situation is that the number of people actually coming in at the entry level is reflective of the proportion you would see as people progress through that corporate ladder. So why, is, why do I think this finding is particularly exciting? And it's because venture capital signals successful women in entrepreneurship, and entrepreneurship signals power and confidence to young women approaching their careers and ultimately their lives. I think this is extremely exciting because it communicates to young women in these patriarchal societies they can not only achieve professionally, but they can also form and lead businesses and organizations that can be successful where they won't have to have those same constraints manifest in the workplace as are manifesting in society. I think it's very powerful indeed. Thank you for tuning in to today's installment of Africa Unveiled, and I hope you learned something interesting from this episode. Please feel free to email nwanacho nwana at gmail.com 
if you want to talk more about venture capital and entrepreneurship in Africa, or if you have a report that you would want me to analyze next. Until then, I hope you all have an amazing rest of the week. Sinachi, my loving daughter, Sinachi mo, my baby mama, Sinachi, Dele Momodu, Sinachi mo, no be by force to go Dubai. I've been a waiting cause the fight. And I just did my own they laugh, yeah, because we got the day my side. They want to take away my favor, they want to spoil in my career. And I don't say I get the flavor. When you feel taxi na banya, 